Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is going to be one of those specific ones where I talk about one car because I missed it. I saw it and then I was going to try and make a note thing for it because there was a, a bit of conflicting information. And then, poof, just forgot, dropped the ball on it. So, I'm coming back because I figured, well, better late than never because they're, honestly, to me, there really still hasn't been that much news on it. The 2021 Volkswagen Golf is here with new looks and a bunch of tech. U.S. availability for the base car is still in the air, but VW confirmed that GTI and Golf R will be sold stateside. <laughs> I want the R. <laughs> After numerous leaks, spy shots, and rumors, Volkswagen has revealed the 8th generation of its iconic Golf hatchback today in Wolfsburg, Germany. And by the way, this, this article was in October 24. 24. This was on the 24th of October of last year. So, it's been a while. I'm, and I've only just started seeing Golf R and GTI spy shots so if that tells you anything the car sports a redesigned fascia and a ton of new tech though it's still not confirmed for the u.s market huh? anyway a volkswagen spokesperson reaffirmed that while the new golf availability in the u.s has not been decided the high performance gti and golf r variants will be sold stateside hot hatch enthusiasts you don't have to worry the new the new golf uses much of the same proportions from the previous model incorporating a more aggressive headlight shape and a thinner lower grille the, new, the rear fascia also gets a light redesign with more angular taillights and a set of fake exhaust tips on either corner of the bumper. A dumb trend, we know. That's, that's just so egregious. Inside is where the big improvements have been made, with a more simplified, streamlined dashboard rocking a central infotainment touchscreen that controls everything from the radio to the climate control. The gauge cluster has also been made digital. Reminds me of a Seat in terms of its funkiness. I, I quite like it. Very modern. I don't like the tablet part of it because it, once again, the center infotainment sticked out on the on top of the dash. Looks like an afterthought, but it's kind of Stinger-esque, where it's not that egregious. It, it's been incorporated a little bit more seamlessly. The Mark 8 Golf will get four gasoline engines and two diesel power plants at launch, all of which use turbocharging and direct injection. Thankfully, a 6-speed manual remains standard. Volkswagen 7-speed DSG dual-clutch is optional, and the shifter looks a lot like the one found on the new 2020 Porsche 911. In addition to the pure combustion engine drivetrains, there are three mild hybrid options that, a, that pair a selection of gas engines to a 48-volt lithium-ion battery system. They feature regenerative braking and come with the DSG as standard. There's also two plug-in hybrid models, one 201 horsepower model geared toward maximum range, and a high-performance 245 horsepower GTE model angled towards performance. Both pair a 1.4-liter gas engine to an electric drive motor and a 6-speed DSG transmission. The only info VW gave us on the next GTI and Golf R powertrain is that they'll, see, is that they'll use a 2-liter inline turbocharged engine, just like the current models. The diesel-powered GTD will also make a return. Unsurprisingly, the 2021 Mark Golf is packed with new tech, including a slew of safety systems, sensors, and assisted driving up to 130 miles per hour. It's probably that fast, because Autobahn. <laughs> I don't think they'd really get a Golf out to the... Well, they might. They might, but still. There's also something called Car2X, which allows the car's computer to communicate with other cars within half a mile if they also have Car2X, sharing info on things like road hazards, traffic, and construction. Sounds like, uh... Sounds like some kind of hacker system from the F-35 fighter plane. That's wild. 
let's move over to that was on road and track let's move over to car and driver now so you can get a little bit more specific information all right so let's start with what stays the same from the mark 7 to the mark 8 like its predecessor the mark 8 golf sits on the vw group's mqb platform this is the automotive Swiss Army knife architecture that underpins everything, from the Europe Market Polo Subcompact to the Atlas SUV. Dimensions are barely changed from those on of the Mark 7, with a modest 1-inch increase in overall length and a 0.6 stretch in wheelbase, but fractional reductions in both width and height. Volkswagen has released powertrain details for the European market, few or none of which <laughs> are relevant to the US market. We can certainly discount the entry-level 1.0-liter 3-cylinder TSI that underpins the range in Europe. It will be sold in both 89-horsepower and 108-horsepower outputs. We drove the engine in a Mark 7 back in 2017. Car and driver did. Similarly, there is zero chance that either of the TDI diesels in 113-horsepower or 148-horsepower outputs will come across the Atlantic, from what should, be, from what should remain a fairly obvious reason. <laughs> Dieselgate! At the center of the range sit a pair of punchier 1.5-liter four-cylinder gasoline engines with 128 and 148 horsepower, respectively. If Volkswagen decides to continue with the regular Golf in the States, then the punchier version of this would seem to be the obvious engine to act as the entry-level power plant. In Europe, a six-speed manual gearbox will be standard, with some engines getting the option of a new seven-speed dual-clutch automatic trans uh, gearbox, which brings 48-volt hybrid assistance through a belt-connected starter generator. There will also be a pair of plug-in plug hybrids, both using a 1.4-liter gasoline engine and a 13.0-kilowatt battery pack in 201 horsepower and 242 horsepower states of tune. The latter is branded as GTE. The e-Golf EV is also dead. VW reckons the new ID3 has effectively replaced it. Newly models currently confirmed for the states are the forthcoming GTI and GTR. While we don't know the details yet, we're promised that the R will have more than the 295 horsepower of the current car, and that it will continue to have all-wheel drive. We believe that the GTI will use an updated version of the outgoing car's 2.0-liter TSI engine, and we are cautiously optimistic that the GTI will continue to offer a manual transmission in the U.S. Right. Talking a little bit more specifically about the interior, while the exterior design is very similar to that of the current car, the interior marks a much more radical departure. The Mark 8 Golf has it has a digital instrument cluster as standard, there's a large touchscreen in the center of the dashboard, and many functions will be handled with what Volkswagen is describing as sliders. These touch-sensitive controls will operate things such as the climate control temperature and the sunroof on the roof console. console. The new shift-by-wire DSG transmission means that automatic cars will have a far smaller gear selector to allow for more storage space in the center console. VW also says that the new shifter allows the DSG to engage reverse while still traveling forward at low speeds to make maneuvering easier. I wonder if someone's just going to try and slam it at like 25 miles per hour just go, YOINK! Cars fitted with the optional DCG active suspension will use these sliders to control, or sorry, will use these slider controls to allow for selection of intermediate positions between modes. We're also promised that there will be an additional adjustment range beyond sport mode, which makes it sound as though it will be possible to turn the Golf up to 11. <laughs> really will be turning it up to like 7. <laughs> beyond the touch interface, the Golf will feature a voice control system that's said to recognize far more complicated instructions than existing systems. Reportedly, it will be smart enough to increase the cavern temperature if an occupant says, I'm cold. It will also offer integration with Amazon's Alexa voice assistant to allow items to be added to the shop to shopping lists or even for instructions to be passed to connected home devices. 
Even more big brother is the arrival of Carta X Communication, a short-range data exchange system that allows equipped vehicles to swap information with each other or even with, or even with road infrastructure. This can be warnings about accidents or broken down vehicles ahead. Unlike existing data exchange systems, however, Carta X can operate at ranges of up to half a mile without cell phone infrastructure and can relay data almost instantly. For example, if a car slides on the surface of a frozen bridge, it could warn the one following to slow down. Sounds like a, like a buddy system for cars. <laughs> Other technical highlights include standard LED headlights and the option of a drive assistant, an enhanced cruise control system claimed to operate at speeds of up to 130 miles per hour, the thing we talked about. That will be useful in the German Autobahn. Told ya! But not so much on a US freeway. Volkswagen also says it'll be it, it, it'll be possible for the Golf to be upgraded after purchase because it has software-enabling pre-installed functions, including adaptive cruise control, automatic high beams, and in-car navigation. We wonder how long before hackers try to access such features for free. Basic versions of the Golf will go on sale in Europe at the end of this year, with the GTI and Golf R set to follow next year, which would be this year. Which actually goes hand-in-hand -hand with the fact that I've been seeing news about testers flying around the Nürburgring. We look forward to telling you more about them once we have details, but we also hope that some of the regular Golfs make it here, too. And there you go, that is all the news. What do I think of the new Golf? You know, apparently I guess the Golf was called the Rabbit here in the States for a while, and that's what this car looks like to me. It genuinely looks like a rabbit. It, the previous golf looks like, not that it looked like a golf or a golf ball or whatever, but it didn't look like it'd be called a rabbit, really. This thing looks like it's a rabbit. The face looks like it's a rabbit. They're more, they're, the headlights are more flat and they're more horizontally oriented, whereas the previous headlights were, they were just a little bit taller. They, they ended up getting squared off with the refresh a little bit, but they looked so basically this car looks more like it's squinting compared to the mark to the refresh mark 7 which just looks really alert not to say that this car looks drowsy but it it looks very cutesy i actually like it a lot it reminds me of the neon the twingo and the new 500 i really really like it it's got some personality to it but it looks like it should be called a rabbit it absolutely looks like it should be called a rabbit the rear is kind of dull though and the fake the fake exhaust tips are the scourge of the earth the absolute scourge of the earth but overall it's kind of a evolutionary design approach to making a new golf the rear is very similar to the mark 7 the front is fairly is fairly different looks like it should be called a rabbit as i've been saying rather than golf or anything like that but it still looks like a golf a lot like a golf so okay looks cool it's not to me it's not as good as good looking as like a Peugeot 208 because that's a really good looking compact but then again i think a Peugeot 308 would be more, would be in the golf's weight class. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on Podbean or Spotify, like, share the podcast, give us a follow. If you're listening on YouTube, like, comment, share, and subscribe, hitting the notification bell and all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, just boot up Spotify before you set off, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCar, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. 
Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more Full Throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.